Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Adult Meets Disney podcast. We're here to bring you an adult-focused, non-biased look on all things Disney, from the parks, to the movies, and much more. If you would like to help us grow the show, please like and subscribe, leave a comment, and tell your friends to do the same. Have a magical day, everyone. Enjoy the show! Hey everybody and welcome to the Adult Meets Disney Podcast. I'm your host Tom and today for episode 27, we're back! Yeah, I know it's been like a month since our, our last episode, way back at the beginning of October and in all honesty, it was because of health issues. Um, got COVID, yeah, that was terrible uh, and the true comedic irony in it is I ended up catching it within a week of the scheduled date I had to go and get the booster shot. Uh, so it made for a miserable few weeks. Uh, I, 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 It was not a go to the hospital situation. Uh, you know, I don't have any other comorbidities or any other issues that put me at, at high risk. Um, but it, it legitimately was the sickest that I had felt in at least 10 years. At least 10 years. It was, it was miserable. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff you see online or you hear about through social media, so the loss of taste, that was real. Um, I think that the worst parts were I was either freezing cold or I felt like I was baking, and there was no middle ground. It was legitimately just those two things, coupled with the brain fog. I I, I didn't, I couldn't think. It hurt to think. Uh, the only other time I felt like that in my life was when I had a concussion a few years back, I, it took me like 20 minutes to write an email. Like it was, it was very difficult. And then you would need a nap afterwards, um, and that lasted for a while. I mean, and then coupled with the standard things, you know, your the cough is pretty bad. I went through several boxes of tissues, had a hundred plus degree fever, um, and I know CDC's recommendation is five days stay at home, and then if your symptoms are improving and you're without a fever, you can go back into into public with a mask on. And I 100% followed their recommendations. Um, it, it, it took longer than five days for a lot of... The symptoms were improving, but it took longer than five days for them to go away. And, and I wore that mask for much longer than, than five days. Um, thankfully, you know, now everything feels better. Everything feels good. You know, everybody else in the house is testing negative. Everybody's fine. Uh, so it, it, was a, it was a precarious few weeks, but we're back where we need to be. So that's why, you know, I've not been able to put anything out for a while. I was in no shape to write a podcast episode, let alone record one. Uh, it, it, it would have been like 20 minutes of just coughing. So I had to go on break for a while, um, but now we're back. And, uh, I mean, hey, I guess I have post-hit invincibility for, for a little bit of time now, at, le at least to get through the holidays, so that's good, uh, but I am 100% still going to get the booster shot once uh, I'm outside of that post-hit invincibility range, uh, because nobody needs to be dealing with this thing, um, and I know it's only a matter of time of till, till when anybody gets it, um, but yeah, it was, it was not a good time. Uh, so, so would not recommend. But in our absence uh, on the show, uh, so much has happened. 
there's been a ton of things that have happened. Uh, and I wanted to talk about some of those things today. I mean, honestly, Disney is a company. So much going on. Plenty of stuff coming out of Marvel, Lucasfilm. Uh, a lot of shows are wrapping up on Disney+. Plus. Uh, there have been a few new films released in theaters. A lot of things happening at the parks. So much that we need to talk about. And today we're going to get through some of those things. Mainly, I know it's been a while, but again, kind of haven't had an episode in a while. And wanted to share some thoughts on She-Hulk, which wrapped up on Disney Plus a few weeks ago. And in my opinion, the bigger news is that Fantasmic is now back at Hollywood Studios. Opened up uh, at the beginning of November. Uh, but wanted to start with She-Hulk. Now this wrapped up a few weeks back on Disney Plus. Uh, and, and I know with the past few Marvel shows on Disney+, Plus, one of the biggest critiques that I've been throwing out there, and I know a lot of other people have been throwing out there, is that they cannot be six episodes. Six episodes usually isn't enough to get the job done. Um, and a lot of Marvel shows tended to either, one, not be able to fit a, a cogent story into six episodes, or they were on the complete other end of the spectrum, with something like Falcon Winter Soldier, where you had what realistically could have been a two, two and a half hour long movie that you then stretched into a six hour show. And there, uh, there was a lot of erroneous stuff in it. And it wasn't just Marvel, honestly. Lucasfilm was just as guilty. Obi-Wan Kenobi was the perfect example when the fan tr the fans, uh, the, the fan on the internet who condensed everything and shifted things around to make it like a two and a half hour long film and it was infinitely better than the than the series was it it, it just didn't it didn't work so here comes she-hulk and she-hulk is nine episodes and it's like okay maybe we'll have a a true cohesive story throughout this and the whole pitch with she-hulk was it's going to be a comedy it's going to be a sitcom uh something along the lines of what ally mcbeal was and there, you know, with, with any sitcom, there's arcs to characters. So you go back to like your standard sitcoms, like things like Seinfeld or How I Met Your Mother. There are clearly arcs to some of the characters, but each episode, by and large, tends to be its own thing. You know, every now and then you got like that two-parter, but by and large, each episode is its own thing. But I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of How I Met Your Mother. I love that show. And... You know, you were able to see the progression of Ted's various relationships, or Barney's relationships, or how Marshall and Lily grew as a couple, and then they had kids, and, and all, all that. But there were standalone episodes along the way that helped tell the tale. So you're thinking, okay, She-Hulk is going to be something like that. And then it came out, and I don't really know what it was, to be honest. Um... I, I was not a huge fan of of She-Hulk, basically because of of writing. I, I don't know if the show, the showrunner, the writers had a clear vision for what they wanted the show to be. Did they want it to truly be a sitcom? Did they want it to have a, an arc? Did they want there to be a, a, a story that ran through it? I don't know. I don't know if any of that was there because at times there was. A story that started to develop, and you you saw this primarily at the beginning. Okay, you know, uh, Jen got Bruce's blood. Uh, she she develops the Hulk power. She goes through kind of like Hulk training. Uh, then there's the how she gets the job. There's the story with 
uh, Emil Blon Emil Blonsky. There's the people who attacked her trying to get the blood, trying to get her blood. So there was kind of a story, and then it just kind of pivoted to, well, now we're going to go to a wedding, and now there's this uh, magician guy, and then there was, uh, then there were the Daredevil episodes, and it kind of just went off on its own thing. And I, at times I give it credit for being self-aware that, like with the episode with the wedding, I mean, and, 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 and kudos because in the comics, She-Hulk does break the fourth wall quite often that Jen just looks at the camera and is like, a wedding episode? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, sometimes that's what happens. Weddings just pop up and throw your whole life out of, out of sorts, and now we have to do this, so here we go. So I, I, it was self-aware enough to be able to do that. I just think that it was kind of all over the map, and that's what that's what made me go. I don't really understand what what you're trying to be. You know, all the other shows had some type of through story. You know, going all the way back to the beginning of, of Phase Four with WandaVision, there was a through story. Even shows that were a bit you know that that didn't maybe stick the landing, like Moon Knight, had a a through story. Didn't really see one of those here. Now the the finale. Um, I give, I'll give credit where credit is due. The finale was clever. Uh, the She-Hulk finale was clever where, you know, you see, you see the, the, the big, like, ultra Hulk fight going down and you're just, I remember watching it going, this is, like, so dumb. And then it, it, in its own manner of self-awareness kind of breaks that fourth wall and is like, is this a dumb? Because this seems dumb. And then, you know, breaking out of the, the Disney Plus menu and, and going to finding, uh, Kevin is realistically just like an artificial intelligence that programs all the different Marvel stuff. I, I give credit to I give credit to that. That's that's a very outside of the box way of thinking and, and outside of the box way of writing. But it almost seemed to me like the writers were owing up to not knowing what they wanted the show to do or what they where they wanted the show to go because it it just seemed all over the place. Um, I think that the best part about the show, or the best the best part, the best episodes, I should say, of the show were the ones with Daredevil, uh, so the last few episodes. Uh, Daredevil was great to see in there. Uh, I, I think that the episode where he's introduced, what was that, episode 8, I think, that was probably the best one, and I think that the best scene in the entirety of She-Hulk was where Matt Murdock and Jen Walters were sitting at a bar and they were just chatting and it was a good character moment it was an opportunity for these two characters to grow for Jen to express a lot of her a lot of her concerns about you know the legal world um I wanted to see more of that I, I would have loved to see more of those times where Jen could sit down with someone and have that true character building moment um, and, and there were hints of it throughout the episode, throughout the various episodes, but that was the best example of it. Um, and there were, there were comic gold moments in there, like Daredevil doing the walk of shame. Comic moment. Uh, laughing at that, especially after watching the three seasons of Daredevil on Netflix to turn around and see that. That was, that was hilarious. I enjoyed seeing something like that. Um, but overall, you know, it was, it, it just seemed... It just seemed like a, a show that didn't know where it wanted to go. Now, and, and that's just my opinion. That's 100% my opinion. I know people out there who loved that show. You know, Maureen loved that show. One of her favorite shows. That's great. I'm happy that people found enjoyment in it. 
Um, you know, I think that just from a writing perspective and from a directional perspective is where that show fell short for me. Um, I don't know if there's a season two coming to that or not. I know in the in the last episode when Jen was doing her whole uh, break the break the fourth wall when she was talking to the Kevin the AI machine that there was a hint of a season two. Um, but in terms of overall viewership, so looking at this objectively, it it didn't perform that well. She-Hulk didn't perform well in terms of the amount of people that watched it, uh, especially when you compare it to a lot of the other MCU shows that have come out on Disney+. Plus. So we'll find out. I don't know if anything official has been said yet. I know that they're still, you know, moving things around with ultimately what, what's going to shape up for Phase 5. Most of Phase 6 hasn't even been announced yet. So there's there's wiggle room. There certainly is. So time will tell. I mean, the only things that I think for sure that I have that I've heard of that are getting season twos are Loki and What If. That that's pretty much it. And What If is is just What If is a playground. I mean, that you can make that show whatever you want. Loki has a storyline, and coming out post Quantum Mania, we'll probably learn a little bit more about Kang and and all of that. Um, but not sure if She Hulk is going to have. A season two, not sure if it's just going to be a one-off, not sure if Jen Walters is going to pop up elsewhere uh, in the MCU. I'm sure she will have to. I will be be happy to see her show up again. I think that um, Tatiana Maslany did a really nice job with the character, uh, so seeing, seeing something like that would be good, um, but not sure if seeing a season two, you know, especially with the same writers would be good. If they did a season two, I, I'd hope that there was more of that direction, or truly just take the sitcom approach where you have a story arc that's told through individual stories, a la what How I Met Your Mother did, or Friends, or, or any of those other sitcoms in the past have done. Uh, so those were my thoughts on She-Hulk. Uh, if you like She-Hulk, that's awesome. I'm I'm very happy that, that you like it. And, and that's honestly the best thing about all these shows, is that, well, shows or movies, some people love some of them, some people don't like them. And that's totally, totally okay. Uh, I think there's there, there's too much vitriol out there about you either everybody has to like something or everybody doesn't have to like something. Um, that's not true. Come on. It's everybody finds joy in, in some art form in their own way. So yeah, those are my thoughts on She-Hulk. So moving on, the second thing I wanted to talk about, like I said, I think this is big because Fantasmic is now back at Hollywood Studios. It premiered about two weeks ago, uh, and you can easily find videos of the cast previews and, of course, the showings for the general public on YouTube. Various YouTubers, uh, from more popular vloggers to people who are just kind of doing their own thing, you can find them out there. Um, Now, before Fantasmic went away, so it went away with COVID, it went away with when the parks shut down, and then when the parks reopened, it didn't come back, and we come, we came to learn that oh, they're they're redoing the show, they're they're updating the amphitheater. Disneyland's came back, and there was a lot of you know back and forth. Is it just going to be a carbon copy of the Disneyland one because Disneyland's got updated a few years back? So is it just going to be a carbon copy of that? And coming out of you know coming out of uh, all this, I got nervous because. Fantasmic was my favorite nighttime spectacular in in Disney. Nothing, nothing could touch Fantasmic. 
I, 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 it was its own thing. Like, yeah, I know, wishes, wishes will always hold a special place. Happily Ever After will always hold a special place. I really like Harmonious. I think that show is amazing. I like it more than Illuminations. Uh, I know I'm probably in the minority in saying that, uh, but Fantasmic was its own thing, mainly because Wishes, Happily Ever After, um, Harmonious, those are all fireworks. Fireworks plus some projections, whereas Fantasmic, that's fireworks, projections, um, live stage actors, uh, water effects, pyrotechnics. There, it, it's 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 a whole thing. I mean, when you think of nighttime spectacular, like you look that up in the dictionary, you're going to see Fantasmic. So I loved Fantasmic, and I was so nervous when they said that they were going to update it because I'm like, ugh, how could you update something that's already perfect? What could you do? Because if you update if you update it, the way a lot of things at the parks have been going. It's going to be cheap, and it might make it worse. Because how can you get better than perfect? I got really nervous. I, I admittedly, I was sitting there. I remember when they said, you know, cast, cast member previews are coming up, and they started to come out online. Both Maureen and I sat there and, and turned it on. And I'm like, this better not be bad. This better not be bad. And I have to say, I'm pleasantly surprised. I think that the updates that they have made to Fantasmic are really good. Um, uh, uh, a very crying Maureen next to me was like, it got the update that I didn't think it needed, but it needed. And I think that's a great way of, of pointing it out there. Um, the, the, the big update is that the, the main Pocahontas scene. So this is the one where they're like, dig and dig and dig. And there's like the, the, the costume character and, and all that running around. Uh, that's gone. And several smaller scenes uh, featuring various Disney characters, Aladdin, Mulan. There actually is still a Pocahontas scene. It's, it's very brief, but it's there. Uh, Frozen and Moana have all been added. And when I say smaller, I mean smaller. They're like a few seconds long to a minute or so long because the overall length of the show is not any... There's no appreciable difference in the overall length of Fantasmic. So that Pocahontas scene was basically chopped up into various smaller scenes featuring some of these other characters. Um, so like the Aladdin one is him kind of replicating what John Smith did in the old Pocahontas one. Uh, the Frozen one is based on Frozen 2, so there's no let it go. It's um, uh, 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 Show Yourself is the song that they use. So that features Elsa. There's a very brief scene with Moana. There's uh, a very brief scene of uh, Mulan uh, fighting. That's pretty much it. But they're solid updates. I think it all works out well. Um, there are some other updates that are more technical that they made rather than thematic or scene-based. Um, the boat at the end. So the Steamboat Willie, that has absolutely been updated that looks like a, a newer a newer boat they included different costume characters on there um so like moan is on there elsa's on there uh there are some new dance moves on there so uh, a lot of the moves that i that if you go and you see like the um the parades in magic kingdom a lot of the moves that are on there are now part of the the boat at the end uh i think that the other thing that was very noticeable about the update 
uh, are the updates in the lighting and the projections. They are clearly uh, more modernized. The, the lighting is more crisp. The projections are more clear. Uh, they, they included uh, lighting actually on the hill itself on the the hill that's that's ba makes up the backdrop um so it's uh, they also included laser lights are now more laser lights are now a part of it so it's it's a very tech heavy update in addition to some changes in scenes the rest of the scenes are the same as they were before there's there's no changes to the rest of the scenes uh there's there's no changes to the the dragon at the end, some people were thinking, oh, is it going to be a dragon like the one in Disneyland? It's not. It's the same dragon as the one at the end. Uh, there's no there's no other sequence changes. Everything else kind of kind of is the is the same. So that's the real the real major update was what happened with that Pocahontas scene being cut out and other things being put in its place, as well as the updates to the tech. So lighting, sound, projections, stuff like that. Um if I had to make one criticism of what happened, because you always have to say, you know, like, what are the pros and what are the cons of these things, I would say that the only thing I could find that I was like, hmm, about, was that the amount of fireworks at the end, the very, very end, during the Sorcerer Mickey part, there are noticeably less fireworks now than there were with the previous version. And while, yes, there are fireworks there now, uh, a lot of it has been supplemented by more laser lights uh, and moving lights than fireworks. And I get it. Laser lights and mobile lights are way cheaper long term than fireworks. Like fireworks, I have to buy new fireworks for each show versus here where I can just use the same lights and I'll have to occasionally replace the bulb. That's basically it. So it's cheaper to do this. Um... The very first time I watched it, I picked up on it. I was like, that's less fireworks. That's not the same. Um, but I'm trying to see it as a positive. I'm trying to view it through the positive lens. And this, let me just say, this is being highly nitpicky, super nitpicky. Like the new, the updated show still hits you in the feels. It still has that music. It still makes, it's still going to make you cry. It's, it's all the things that you loved from the old one. Okay, it's all still there. So this is just being ultra nitpicky. Um, the thing I, I, I remember, because I have gone down to the to Disney World in the middle of the summer and in the middle of the, the winter. So in like December, I've gone down. In January, I've gone down. But I've also gone down in June and July. If it is an exceptionally humid night down in Florida... Uh, during the old Fantasmic, during the Sorcerer Mickey scene, so many fireworks would go off that all of the smoke would just sit. It would just sit in the amphitheater, and you couldn't see anything. You could, you, you just couldn't. So now, with significantly less fireworks during that time, you're able to have a clearer shot. And they're not big fireworks. They're not fireworks that'll put off a ton of smoke. So you're able to see more. The picture is more clear. So even on a humid night you'll probably be able to see the entire ending. I think that that's good for us as the audience, but it's also probably safer for the cast members because now they don't have to be blinded while they're standing up there. So that's probably a plus. Um, 
But honestly, that's the only thing I could I could say as a as a nitpick with this was was the the noticeable lack of fireworks during the sorcerer Mickey scene. Other than that, and like I said, that's that's being picky. I was very surprised and very pleased with the update to Fantasmic. I I really was. Uh, they brought in newer IP. They kept some of the older IP. They kept the, a lot of the scenes that a lot of people loved. Uh, the update to the tech, I mean, it shows. The updates in the tech show, and it was one of those things that I didn't know we needed it until we got it, and now I'm like, whew, we really didn't need that. That's what this was. The updates, the projections, the sound, the lighting, it's all there. Um, they didn't turn it into a mess. They didn't build something just for the sake of building something or update for the sake of updating. It still hits you in the feels. It still does everything it's supposed to do. So kudos because they did it right. They updated this right. Um, so hats off. I, I'm very surprised and very happy with it. I don't know the next time that I'm going to be able to get down and see it. But Maureen is actually heading to Walt Disney World in about two weeks. So when she comes back, she's going to be able to tell us all about Fantasmic, the seeing it live, what it's really like, as well as everything else going on down at the park. Um, so those are my thoughts on Fantasmic. Really happy with the update. Didn't was go back. One of those things that we didn't know we need it until we got it, and now we're happy that we have it and we don't want to let it go. That's where we are with it. Um, but we have so much more to talk about and so many more shows coming out in the coming days. Uh, we, Disney's um, earnings call was about a week ago and want to talk we're gonna have a show where we're gonna talk all about finances business what is going on with Walt Disney as a company regarding its money and the letter that just got leaked from um, Bob Chapek that says a lot of layoffs and a hiring freeze is coming we're gonna we're gonna tie those two together because they are certainly linked so we're gonna have an episode where we're gonna talk all about that also we're gonna have Mike back for a full breakdown of Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which we just saw a few days ago, and a general discussion around MCU Phase 4, because now that Wakanda Forever is out, that is the cap on Phase 4. The next thing, which will be Ant-Man, uh, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, is going to be the beginning of Phase 5, so we're going to have a whole discussion about our thoughts on Phase 4. Also, we have uh, Andor on Disney Plus wrapping up next week, so we're going to have a whole show kind of breaking down Andor, which, you know, preview, that show is awesome. I really like that show. It is dark, gritty, super character driven. Um, really, really like that show. Really like what they're doing with their, with that show. Um, so hopefully we see more out of, more out of that. And like I said, Maureen's going down to uh, Disney World in the next two weeks. So we're going to have a full report when she comes back about all manner of things from Festival of the Holidays, to the holiday uh, layover for Guardians of the Galaxy, to Fantasmic, and so much more going down at the at the park, uh, and and all and much more just coming right here to the podcast. So if you want to hear all that and you like what you heard here today, please like and subscribe to the show, leave a review of this episode, and do tell a friend to do the same. Until next time, I hope you have a magical day.